Hey, what's up, Stay Tuners? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. This is your good friend Jimbo here, back again with our weekly MMA show. Moved from Thursdays to Fridays because with football coming up, want to get the, the football, the, the sports show out on Thursday so you guys can listen to a Friday. And then, obviously, MMA being mostly on Saturdays, listen to Saturday afternoons so that's why we kind of switched it up a little bit a little bit of a slow week this past week uh, for MMA news we had Bellator last week I watched a little bit of it Um, Matt Mitrione he just mentally just didn't seem like he was he was there came out about his mouthpiece he lost it or something like that and the one that he had was the, the first time he was using it. Kept on falling out. Um, but before we get all into the show, head over to Twitter. Follow the, the show at ST Sports Podcast. Follow my personal one at Jimbo ST Sports. And also follow Shoulder at STS O'Brien. Head over to Facebook, like and share our, our page there. Um, and head over to YouTube. I'm slowly getting the, the videos back up to date. I'm going to work on that this weekend hopefully get it all up to date on top of all of that too head over to uh, bellyupsports.com they have a lot of great articles over there you can find some more podcasts over there if you're into fantasy football hockey racing when the the page loads it's on the top left there Uh, just click it down and uh, you know give some of the give some love over to those guys too so one of the, one of the stories that broke this past week, I believe it was on Wednesday, was that Anthony Rumble Johnson is coming out of retirement. Kind of hinted at it a little bit towards the end of last year uh, by saying that if Cromier and John Jones was up to heavyweight, he would think about it. And I mean, I don't know if you guys seen pictures of him, but the dude is freaking huge. He, he's like a tank. He looks bigger than freaking Brock Lesnar. I mean, I, I don't know what he's taking, or I'm hoping it's legal. But, you know, he did retire uh, back in, what, 2015, 2016, stuff like that. And, you know, to be honest, I was kind of surprised he came out of retirement to come back to UFC because he's part of Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. Um, as like an advocate or something like that. He has some type of role with them. And I really thought that uh, he would have gave that a try first before coming back to UFC because in the UFC, he was one of the the harder hitters in the the game. And a lot of good knockouts. His downfall was always his cardio. You know, like the... uh, Costa from a couple weeks ago that fought Yoel Romero. Same thing. You get him out of the second or third round, he's just going to gas real quick. Just because 
Again, he has all that muscle he's carrying around, you know. He's hoping for that one-punch knockout. But it came out this past week that he's he's going to come out of retirement. He's going to compete in the heavyweight division. And he's going to file the paperwork to get back into UFC's mandatory drug program, which states that anybody coming out of retirement that wants to get back into the fight game has to be in this program for six months before being able to return to competition. So if you really think about if he files the paperwork within the next week or two, say, you're looking at like a March of next year return. Now, as far as opponents, I mean, one that's that's the one problem with the heavyweight division is you have Stiepe and you have Cromier. And you're slowly getting some contenders up there, but, you know, like Francis, you, you thought he was like the next big thing to come up there, and he lays that, if you want to call it a fight, with Derek Lewis, and same thing with Derek Lewis. I really think that fight hurt both their, their careers for a fight or two, you know, because, what was it, like, only like five or ten punches were connected or something like that like it was just it was a dance terrible it was one of the worst if not the worst fight ever in UFC history probably worse than CM Punk but yeah he's he's coming back to the heavyweight division he wants to fight ranked opponents which not that hard like I said not many opponents up there so he's looking at like Alistair Overeem Junior Dos Santos. He wants John Jones if he comes up there, but I, he's not gonna get John Jones. I think a Junior Dos Santos matchup would be a, a pretty interesting fight. You know, both are heavy hitters. Both seem like they rather stand and bang instead of wrestling and grappling, whereas Overeem I think would try to take Rumble down and and wrestle him. To tire him out and everything like that. Um, another potential fight I think I saw was Cain Velasquez. Now Cain picked up a picked up his wrestling career. He's fighting with a a Mexican wrestling promo, promotion. Excuse me, promotion. Um, seen a video of him too, and I'll, you know I'll give him credit. He's very agile for how big he is. So he may he may have a career in wrestling instead of fighting. Now the last time that we were supposed to see Rumble Johnson was back in May of 2015 when he was supposed to fight John Jones, but that's one of the incidences that John Jones got into the the hit and run accident. Which eventually the the fight was removed from the card. Never really got to to see that. I I mean we all know John Jones was gonna run through him. All Rumble had was a chance to a puncher's chance. That's it. I mean if that would if he got inside maybe, but Jones is just too lengthy and would uh would carve carve him up with the elbows if he got inside. 
So I mean, I, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I'm kind of excited about him coming back. Um, I think, like I always say, though, I mean, curious to see how he how he's gonna be because he's been away from the game for some time now, and if he does go up against someone like Junior Dos Santos, that's not no, you know. 15th rank 20th rank type fighter that's a that's a top five guy that you're fighting up against you know so is there they're gonna be ring rust i mean i'm sure there's going to be curious to see how his gas tank is gonna be now being he's gonna have a, that extra weight on i mean he did fight as low as welterweight he had more success in the light heavyweight division but you know there's a lot of questions for him coming into it He's 35 years old. I mean, really, Chromier, again, is the only one that, as an older fighter, has kept the momentum going as far as being a winner. You know, so I'm excited to see what happens with uh, with Jones. Or, uh, I'm sorry, with Johnson. And I, I just wonder if he's... See if this is one last go, and then maybe head over to BKFC and enter that type of fight uh, sport if this doesn't work out this time around for UFC. I mean, you look at the guys that BKFC is bringing in, and they just announced this past week that the October cards can be main evented by Bigfoot Silva and... Gabriel Gonzaga, which again, again, they're older fighters. Silva, Ungali, knock, not you know, knockout prone now. I still don't know who I would pick in that fight. I mean, Silva's a big dude, so I think he would have the reach on Gonzaga. But again, Gonzaga, he's he's got some good hands. So when that gets closer, and you know, we'll see what other fights get put on there. I know. They've been uh, putting on Twitter about uh, James Ayler's possibly fighting Artem Lobov. I know Jason Knight wants to fight Artem Lobov. A lot of fights out there to be made. I think they can make a, a good card out of it for the fans. Unfortunately, there was a little bit of a upsetting story again with BJ Penn this past week I'm sure everybody's seen the videos of him being in another bar fight and this time around he actually there, there was two videos that came out the first clip showed him on top of a person not sure there's no confirmation if he was a bouncer or just a regular uh, customer but just pounding the living shit out of him. And then another clip got released like a day later showing the same guy going after BJ Penn and I swear, almost like you could hear BJ Penn say go ahead, punch me. And the dude did a left hook and didn't knock out BJ Penn but put him on his ass. And definitely was dazed because you could see him slowly getting up. People trying to separate and everything. 
just BJ Penn, he just can't get out of his way. He he's him and Connor. Like honest to God, it's like Connor messes up this week, BJ Penn messes up next week. Connor messes up the following week. It's like they're competing with with each other with this stupid shit. You know, you got this bar fight here. You have the the the, the bouncer he fought a couple weeks ago. You have, I believe, it was either late last year or earlier this year. Um, the accusations of him beating his wife or girlfriend. And you gotta think that his fight with Nick Lentz is up in the air. I mean, UFC hasn't made any comments on it. And really hasn't commented on BJ Penn about any of his legal issues. And you know what? I, I have to kind of agree with Nick Lentz that why would the fight get canceled now after this video when there was already a video out there with the, the bouncer or with the accusations about the, the wife or the girlfriend? You know, why all of a sudden are people crying out saying, hey, this dude needs help, which he does. There's there's something going on that someone needs to step in and say, BJ, listen, you need to get yourself right and, and situated before you go fight because it's showing that you got, you got Joe Schmoes out there knocking you out. You know, is it too much partying, too many benders? Uh, you know, we don't know. We don't know his private life. But it's it's about time that I think BJ, at the age of what you know his age, to say, you know, I gotta look at my the people I hang around with and get my life straight before I find myself in a gutter, dead. And unfortunately, that's what's looking like. I mean. The type of lifestyle he's he's living. Now with Nick Lenz, you know that's BJ's longtime rival. They used to uh, train together, and Lenz even said that uh, he's been calling this. That he he said that BJ has a lot of bad people in his inner circle. He he uses drugs, drinks, parties way too much, and it's coming out now and unfortunately now everybody wants to say he has to have CTE or brain damage and I really didn't think about it until I read the, the story with uh, the Nick Lentz interview made a good point he goes most fighters aren't getting the CTE or the brain damage from the fight itself it's the training leading up to it you think about it these guys go in to an octagon and fight for 15 to 25 minutes punching each other compared to six to seven days a week sparring or, or you know training for four to six weeks before the fight you're getting the CTE and the brain damage from training not from the one night of a fight I mean yeah it, it, do, it does add to it but majority of the damage is done during training and you look at a guy like BJ Penn who's been around for what 20 
30 years <coughs> that's a lot of training going on so it's quite possible that you know he has some some damage up there and you know if anybody ever saw that movie uh, concussion with Will Smith in the beginning with um, the two Pittsburgh Steelers linemen I mean you just see it you know and I, I hope someone can get to BJ Penn before he does something stupid now the family there was a family member that came out and said that BJ did nothing wrong he talked to him and said that basically there was a argument inside this bar BJ tried to defuse the situation and then the guy started coming at BJ so he tried to defend himself again as of right now all we have is the video there's no confirmation of exactly how it all started at least I haven't seen it yet or read it yet but from what that video looks like it looks like BJ thinks he's in the octagon trying to fight everybody again hopefully UFC does the right thing you know this is supposed to be BJ's last fight I personally think UFC should say fights off get your shit together first and then we'll we'll do this one last fight as a send-off because he's under contract with UFC so he can't go to Bellator. I don't think Bare Knuckle would sign him after seeing this stuff. Plus, you know, what, seven straight losses in nine years? Just, he needs to worry about himself and stop worrying about fighting. And I, I hope he does find it before something terrible, terrible happens. Now, like I said, slow week this week in the news, but I did see Paige Van Zandt um, talking about, you know, a pay raise from UFC. She brought the points about how a lot of the fighters are very underpaid. The contracts she signed back in 2015 compared to the fighters now is not sufficient I've said for a while that I do believe that UFC fighters do deserve some type of bump in their pay I mean there's fighters out there making only $2,000 off of a fight yes I know they're prelims or uh, uh, a fight that kicks off the main card but you're training for six weeks. You gotta pay your coaches. Gotta pay your sparring partners. Gotta pay probably for the, the gym. You know, by by time you get done paying everybody, you got like a hundred bucks for yourself to pay bills. And again, this is why I think you're gonna eventually see a union for MMA fighters because. Like Ben Askren, uh, when he fought Masvidal, he made more than Masvidal. And Masvidal won with the knockout of the night. How does that happen? I understand you get 
show money, you get win money. But how do you give... Both players should have the same amount of show money. Whoever wins gets the win money. I understand why that's so hard. If you're such a big name, you gotta be a big name because either you're talented and you're you're good at winning, you sell fights. You know, John Jones. He's good at selling fights. And he's talented. So of course he's gonna make, you know, the most money compared to Diego Santos, say. Um Conor McGregor is good at selling fights. Hasn't won in, what, five years? Three years, something like that? So why is he still getting, you know, maybe he shouldn't get as much as John Jones, but maybe get a little bit more. Paige Van Zandt, she made a good point. She went on Dancing with the Stars, and the following week when she fought, um, I think it was Michelle Watterson, on Fox brought in some good numbers. You have to chalk that up to a little bit to Dancing with the Stars. Now when you hear the name Paige Van Zandt, you know UFC fighter. This uh, Tomorrow morning when you got UFC fight night with Lei Zhang. I just remember her name from her last fight. I mean she had to put a string of wins together to get a... a a strawweight championship bout against Jessica Andrade. You know, so some of these fighters do deserve more than what they're getting paid. Now, as far as Paige fans, Ant, eh. How about you worries about getting into the ring and stop getting hurt and try to win some? I think I saw something that she's two and three in her last five bouts or something. So, I mean, she's not really... Stringing wins together. But. So before I go. Like I said. I kind of alluded to uh, a UFC fight night. Tomorrow morning. It's over in China. Prelims start at 3am. I'll be sleeping. Main card starts at 6am. I'll still be sleeping probably. <laughs> but. Uh, like I said. It's over in China. So there's a lot more Chinese fighters in this uh, fight card. The fight card gets started off. The main cards get started off with Yan and Wu versus Mizuki Inouye. That's a uh, 125 bout. I'm gonna get my picks, and I'll be honest. There's only two fights I've I've seen the the names before, so I'm kind of throwing a dart at the the dartboard here in the dark. But I'll go with Yenen Wu with the, the win. Then we have Mark De La Rosa versus Kai Cara France. Another 125 uh, pound bout. Gonna go with Mark De La Rosa. Go with a knockout. Seems like there's there's been a lot of knockouts lately. Uh, again, Bellator, I guess I missed a very good card overall. Because every fight was a knockout or submission. Speaking of which, I don't know if you guys saw about that 18-year-old. Uh, it was on the undercard for Bellator. 11-second submission with a heel hook. And the funny part was how he came out. He Ref said fight. He came running out 
baseball slide underneath the guy, grab the leg. 11 seconds later, guy's tapping out. I mean, it was actually pretty impressive. For the co-main event, we have Zaleski. I'm not even gonna try to pronounce your first name. I don't want to butcher it. Versus Jinglang Li, 170-pound bout. I'm gonna go with Zaleski with a decision. Then in the main event, you have Jessica Andrade versus Weili Zhang. This could be a good fight. Andre takes a lot of punches, but she has a lot of power. Unfortunately, I'm going with Zhang with the upset, though. Basing my decision off of her last fight, it was pretty impressive. And I think she could, you know, pick the spots to, to connect with Andre. And I see this one going to decision as well. So, like I said, guys, not too much going on this week. Um, kind, of, kind of excited for BKFC. You got another two more months before that's back. Big, big pay-per-view next weekend, next Saturday with Habib versus Proye. Is that the fight that Conor McGregor comes back to fight the winner of that? We'll see. We'll see if there's a melee. Because you know Conor's going to be there. Unless he go punch an, another old guy at a bar. But before I go, head over to Twitter. Follow the show at ST Sports Podcast. Follow myself at Jimbo ST Sports. As well as my co-host's shoulders. At... STS O'Brien uh, follow us on Facebook share it share it all to your friends subscribe to YouTube head over to belly up sports like I said they got some great articles over there uh, podcasts any type of podcast that you would be interested in, even wrestling so till next week this is your good friend Jimbo signing out